Hi, my name is Alex and I am your podcast hostess with the mostest presenting to you Alex from marketing from the comfort of my house. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about attention to detail. As a reminder, I will not be naming names. I will just be sharing my experiences in marketing. If you like what you hear, give me a subscribe and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Alex from marketing. Now let's get started. We've all been there that like, oh shit moment, you know, when you send something and then you're like, oh crap, and then you send a second and then maybe even a third email just to cover up your fuck up. Well, just recently I fell victim to this exact situation. We had interviewed a customer, did a case study, and I didn't realize that there was a link in a PDF, both of which contained the same content. This customer got approval, made edits, only for me to be like, sorry, my bad. There's nothing worse, you know? But you know what drives me more insane is the lack of attention to detail specifically with the vendor. And I guess the reason this drives me so crazy is because we have like a kickoff call and then a kickoff kickoff call and then we loop in the right people and then we write an email to summarize the things that we talked about in all of these kickoff calls. And I give explicit instructions and I'm paying you a lot of money, you know, to get it right. And I get your, you know, customer success manager, and I understand that I'm probably like one of, you know, your 50 clients. But also, like, if I give you explicit instructions for what you asked for, how can you fuck that up? I just, I just don't understand, you know? Now that I've set the stage, let me just explain to you what exactly happened here. So we contracted with a vendor on like a large intent, high quality HQL, content syndication, multi-product, multi-stage situation and we provided them with our I'll admit super confusing list upload template Um, but I provided like explicit instruction and I'm saying like in the email I wrote each cell and each column and what they meant and what to put in that when they were going to pass the leads and you know it's every marketer's dream to like not have to do a manual list upload because if you've done it and trust me I've done enough to say that an API is like the way to go but it's it's all rainbows and butterflies when it's manu- or when it's automated until you know it's not <laughs> and your lovely sales reps are like well what's this where did this come from and then you start to peel back the onion and you're like what the fuck and coming from someone who works directly with my sales team and I literally love them. So shout out to them if they're ever listening to me on this podcast. And that's literally not sarcasm. They're so great. Um, but they call me and say, Alex, what is this? Why Why is this in my queue? Where did this come from? What is the details? And you start to look at you know, everything. You're like, well, what the fuck? I gave these people explicit instructions and they, they fucked up. And you know, you have to take the blame from the sales team and then you got to work with the vendor to be like hey guys what the fuck and in this situation this vendor (laughs) took forever to get me an answer and here's the thing that was even more annoying was that they told me oh well the person who deals with this is on vacation and right there i'm just like if i ever said that that wouldn't fly. Like, there's just no world in which I could be like, oh, sorry, I was on vacation for two weeks and I couldn't do that because I was on vacation. No, we have a team and the team is supposed to be there to support and help us. And so eventually, you know, 
no fault of our CSM, right? Because she's not the one that's dealing with the leads and the integration. She's just the middleman. But the engineering or the folks that set up this integration, you know, there's more than one of them. I'm certain of that. And you, you couldn't have passed this off. No, it was just a whole, it's a, it was a whole thing. And it was quite, quite frustrating. I mean, ultimately, after two weeks of me attempting to get them to fix the problem, I escalated to my boss, who is also great. So shout out to her if she's ever listening to this, who then escalates to our CSM's boss, and then boom, some action is taken, right? And so it took me, you know, after two weeks of contacting the CSM and her trying to get in touch with the, you know, the engineering team and this and that for the boss to get involved and then get involved with the engineering person's boss. And then, you know, eventually some action was taken. But at this point, it was just like, oh, well, you know, they're out of the office, so we couldn't do anything. And it's like, <laughs> like I said, this would, this would like never fly. Uh, but anyway, by the time this was all said and done, it was about six weeks. And had they just paid attention to detail in the first place, we probably wouldn't have been in this situation. Um, but it was a service that was really expensive and it was like just a little frustrating because at the end of the day, as you know, if you deal with customer success reps, their end goal is a renewal. And at the end of the day, we didn't renew because not just because of that, but the quality of the data and all these other things that factor into a renewal of a program. But the greatest example I can think of this attention to detail is... Um, Steph Curry and his Nike sponsorship. And I'm sure any marketer will find this example as, as cringe as I do. But just in case you haven't heard of this, here are some of the cliff notes. So essentially, Steph Curry is a, a an NBA player on the Warriors, and he's a reigning MVP. Definitely a fangirl here um, for a good basketball player. But anyway, <laughs> Under Armour signed Steph Curry because Nike fucked up. Not only did they mispronounce his name by calling him Stefan versus Stefan, that is just the start. Later in their presentation, they didn't replace Kevin Durant's name. And I mean, basic control F control R. Am I right? Like, uh, like come on, guys, seriously. <laughs> um, and we've also all seen that with customer success people, like where they forget to change the the name of the company, like, pfft, come on, guys, get it together. Anyway, uh, Under Armour saw an opportunity and um, essentially like took it. And now after his initial $4 million contract um, in 2015, the three point leaders contract is now worth a lot more. And yes, I know this isn't a podcast about Steph or Nike or Under Armour. Um, it's about marketing and attention to detail. And I just wanted to highlight one of the greatest examples. <laughs> um, from a lead capture campaign to like a multi-million dollar um, apparel contract, the attention to detail you give is what you'll get out of it. So that's the lesson of this episode, which leads me to another agenda item, which is those lovely personal, not so personal BDR emails. And BDR is my term for pre-sales, business development rep. You might know them as SDRs or LDRs, uh, but it's all the same. As a demand gen manager, I get a ton of these, and I'm sure a lot of other marketers and other people within an organization do as well. But these emails come to us all the time, and it really takes a good fuck up for us to notice, or I guess maybe we'll pay attention if it's creepy, which I'll go into later, or if we actually have a need. 
Um, so really, we really read them all. <laughs> but it's just the level to which we'll pay attention, reply or forward on to cringe over. I have two stories about this, the creepy one and the cringe one. So I'll do creepy first, followed by cringe. Um, so I know you're dying and probably also want to know how this is all related, and it is, but a colleague of mine, which sounds um, kind of weird, so I'll go with a coworker and dear friend, um, was being hounded by like a creepy BDR person. And I'm talking about like creepy to the point where this BDR, I can't remember if it was male or female, took a selfie with his LinkedIn in the background. And we were just like, this is like too far. This person also sent like video talking to my friend coworker. And it was just, it was too far, too much attention to detail, I guess, probably both cringe and a little creepy. Um, but the next one is an example um, in my arsenal of examples. <laughs> Are you ready? Because me either. <laughs> By the way, my boss got this and the subject line was, I'm not an email blast. And if you're a marketer, you know, email blast is like where you spray and pray. Um, so yeah, that was the subject line. And automatically, I just like, I hate you and I want to delete this, but I can't because it's too good. So then the body says, hi, name. Again, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to put the person's name in this, but anyway, just pretend like there's a name there. So hi, Alex. Heads up that the note below, keep in mind, there's no note below. Like this BDR tried to like do one of those fake forwards. It's it's bad. I'll do a on my Instagram. I'll do a post of a quote unquote fake forward so you can kind of understand what I mean by that. Um. Anyway, so let me start over. Hi, Alex. Heads up. The note below is a uh, is one I personally wrote you. I imagine you might get a lot of automated email blasts. So I wanted to point out that I'm not one. Can we discuss further? So <laughs> what are we discussing exactly? Because I don't see the note below. There's nothing in the body of this email that would suggest that I would want to reply and or warrant any kind of further meeting. But just two things. Um, what is there to discuss? And the more funny thing about this is the same company that I spoke about in the beginning of this podcast to explain the attention to detail situation. So the point is, guys, <laughs> attention to detail or lack thereof is critical to your success, not just in sales, but also in marketing. Um, but especially in marketing where your work has the potential to lose to lose you a deal or to be seen by anyone, but there's literally no pressure. Um, it's okay to take a deep breath, make a list, keep a log, get organized, ask questions. Don't be afraid to fail. After all, 50%, yep, 50, maybe even more of your hard work fails anyway. So why try? Because 50% of that work will succeed and you have to try and fail to know what does and doesn't work. So I guess my lesson is slow down, peer edit, and be confident in what you're putting out in the world and you will be successful. Thanks for listening. 